There is so much investment in healthcare right now. What is healthcare? They now have to understand. They have to be involved and they have to be engaged. Hello and welcome to the RevTech RX podcast powered by Streamline Health. I'm David Kozlowski and today we are at OCHC and I've got Adam Seymour, the Chief Product and Strategy Officer at Alpha 2 here with me. Hi, David. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming. Super happy. I'm interrupting you on purpose. You know, just no. <laughs> Um, all right. And then I've also got Hal Walsh, who is from Streamline, and he is the VP of Channel Partners. Good afternoon. Good to be here. Thanks for coming. Today, we have a great conversation, ironically, about partnerships. And I want to talk about, there, there's obviously a lot of good, and we hear a lot of, of things about, hey, here's why you should have a partnership, and here's you know the benefit of a partnership. And I think a lot of people understand that, and I do want to touch on it, but I want to get in the weeds of maybe the negatives of potential partnerships or things to avoid or look for, key identifiers of, oh, they do that. Maybe I need to get out of here and not actually communicate with them. Or I'm stuck in a bad partnership. How do I get out? Or am I, is it a bad partnership? How long to see results? That was a lot. So we got a few, a few things to unpack. But let's focus on the beginning of rainbows and butterflies. What does an ideal partnership look like? Want you me to take a couple? Sure. Go for it. Well, I think... Um, one of the key things, of course, that an ideal partnership is going to bring is solid technology, right? And that comes in a couple of different forms. Sometimes it's uh, automating things that are being done manually, labor-intensive kind of tasks that a machine could do, right? And uh, you let those let the people uh, do what needs to be done by a person and let a machine do what a machine can do, right? Because staffing is a real challenge for people these, today and, and finding efficiency and uh, using your people to do things that have to be done by a human is, is key. And it, it can also be solving complex, nasty problems. And healthcare is, you know, in, in, is rife with these, uh, where it's just so complex and accurately navigating uh, these complex problems, whether it's coding billing edits, it's, you know, contractual terms with your payers, whether it's quality reporting. These things are not only complex, but they're constantly shifting. It just doesn't make sense to invest your own people in keeping up with all that when there's somebody else who specializes in that, right? So having technology come and solve those problems is, is critical. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's you know, a, a key core component of a, a strong partnership. Uh, I think kind of, uh, kind of in a broader sense, uh, there's a sense of... Uh, Common, uh, a common goal that the, the two can accomplish together, that they're leveraging the strengths that each can bring to the table to really help them resolve the, the challenge at hand, whatever that business objective might be. Uh, but that there's a, uh, you know, almost a shared vision between the two and clear objectives uh, that, that really form a basis of a strong partnership uh, from which you can kind of move into like you were mentioning, the technology, addressing technology issues, staffing issues, things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, and how exactly does that relationship feel or how should it feel for the healthcare organization knowing what it's like to be in a great partnership? Yeah, you know, I think from, a, uh, from the uh, partner that's contracting outside, they should have a sense that they're, you know, a true extension of who they are. So that there's a kind of almost a symbiotic relationship there that they... They can trust that group to, to act in their best interests in order to accomplish whatever the business objective goal is. Yeah. And that, you know, from the partnership side, looking back into the person that's contracting with them, they're having a sense that they have real strong clarity around what the objectives are and that they can help them to accomplish those goals and that it aligns with what, you know, what their mission is as a, as a partner as well. 
Absolutely. And I think to add to that, you not only need that alignment in your goals, but I think it's important to find a partner that can bring a fresh perspective. Sure. Right? I mean, um, you want a partner that's not going to be just a, a short order cook. I, there's a Henry Ford quote that I love, um, and it's, uh, he, he said, if I had only asked people what they want to a person, they would have said, faster horses. Hmm. Right? And what that means in our, in our business is that you want to understand, you want to listen, you want to understand what's unique about your partner, about your healthcare organization that you're helping. But you want to get past what they want and find out what they really need. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's being a good listener, but being a contributor, um, and not just you know not just saying at the surface level. Do you ever find that you that the, that the partner is essentially making that decision for them versus hearing what they are telling you? So I'm not listening. I'm saying, yeah, you may think you need that, but what you really need is this. And typically, are the partners right, or is there a gap there at, at times? Uh, I mean, totally. I, I <laughs> so I'd say that can help or it could hurt, right? It's just something you need to be, I I think there should be an open discourse, a lot of transparency, but you don't want to come in and be so worried about looking like an expert that you just ride right over what really makes their organization unique. Sure. And the things that make them different than maybe some other organizations that you, you know, you use to form your current practices. And, you know, healthcare organizations are very unique, different localities, different sets of patients. And, and to come in and be too worried about sounding smart and sounding effective, you can, you can really miss out on a lot Yeah, in ways that you can help. There was an interesting uh, quote that was at the Becker's meeting that I was at recently with Revenue Cycle Leaders, and they were looking at replacing some of the staff that they had uh, due to retirement and things of that nature. And one of the new approaches that some of the health systems are taking is, they're bringing in people with fewer years of revenue cycle experience and more years of broader experience so they can bring in some fresh ideas to help them rethink how they've been doing things for the last 20 years because it's it's not going to work anymore. Right. So to your point, yeah. you know, the, the, a partner can come in and bring a perspective that uh, the client hasn't really thought about just yet um, and gives them an opportunity to kind of in a safe environment expose themselves to some vulnerability there and talk about, okay, I don't really get that. Tell me about what that might look like. And, you know, so there can be some consulting and coaching that goes in there too. For sure. Are there any key identifiers that you think we should look out or healthcare organizations should look out for to identify maybe a good partnership? Like I know they're going to listen really well, right? And they're going to hear my concerns. It sounds like that's one. Are there any others that stand out that you want to call out? Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I would. Just a couple of things real quick off the top of my head. So, you know, there's, um, you know, healthcare is so multifaceted, a lot of different activities going on there. So really trying to identify a partner whose core strength is in that area where you need help. So really trying to narrow down that wide population of uh, options to, to those groups that really hone in and do that aspect that you need help with really, really well. Uh, and then leveraging that relationship to and challenging that partner in that way to help you kind of get to the next level. So really kind of being on the lookout for is this what is this straight down the, the center of what these guys do or if this kind of tertiary and not necessarily that which is going to be best for us as an organization. Sure. Well, and, uh, another another big part of it that is a little more on the techno. I'm a I'm a I'm a geek at heart. 
Uh, and one of the other issues that's really on the technology side is, are they going to take good care of your data? Hmm. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in the, the business benefits, you know, being able to care for your patients, but you have to get into the details of whether they're really going to take care of the protected health information, protected uh, personal information uh, that, that's going to be in their hands. Sure. So you can look for certifications that apply, depending on what kind of partner, mm-hmm. if it's PCI compliance, if right. it's ENAC certification, if it's, you know, high trust. Um, but, you know, looking through and making sure they have those certifications. But honestly, I wouldn't stop there. Uh, I would make sure that the people on your side uh, in the health organization are directly in touch with the people who are managing that with the partner. And they can directly interface, not, maybe not just filling out a security questionnaire, which is good. It's a great practice. Sure. But I really would recommend you know, FaceTime. And I think you get past a lot of it and you really get a good comfort level that that partner is going to take this seriously. And it's not yeah, just something committed. they do because they have to. Sure. Yeah, and that Makes group sense. that you're meeting with and kind of figuring everything out with doesn't then disappear when the project begins and a whole new team shows up and is like, right. okay, we're going to implement this and work with you now and, and going forward. So right. I, I would agree that, you know, if you're, if you're collaborating up front with a team, you know, is that team going to be involved from day one through the, the final uh, aspect yeah. of that uh, partnership? It sounds like the great partnership that we're looking for is one that listens to us, is passionate about what they do, but they care about you. They want to meet with you. They spend time to understand you. And that's well and good, and it sounds amazing. But what does this ugly relationship look like that that in theory could happen? And what does that feel like from the healthcare organization side? What is that negative? Hmm. What is the story maybe uh, that you might know of that is man, that was miserable, and here's why it was miserable, or here's what happened that made it miserable, to just learn from. Yeah, you We're know. Pulling and, up scar tissue. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pulling out those yeah. uh, ghosts out of the closet here. Yeah, yeah I think that there is uh, aspects of relationships that, that start off on the right path, but somehow kind of derail along the way. Uh, some of that could be tied back to, again, there's not a clear charter for what we're trying to accomplish here uh, could also be that the team, the partnership team, can't effectively staff what you need to have done, and, and they're basically running behind what they, you know, have agreed to do. Um, or there's, uh, you know, an aspect of the delivery that they're not as comfortable with. They just don't understand as well. They just can't, you know, follow through as clearly. Um, one of the things actually that that came up in um, some of the discussions at the uh, revenue cycle meeting I was at was around how revenue cycle for health healthcare now is not just a back office activity or even a mid uh, central activity in the middle of the revenue cycle, but it's also a consumer facing activity. So the consumer's often, uh, you know, last touch point with healthcare is the bill. And so, you know, when you're partnering with a group that's going to help you to collect the monies that are due to you as a healthcare organization, you got to keep in mind, these are your patients and these are your long-term customers so making sure you have a partner that's going to be sensitive to the fact that that money that they're trying to collect from those individuals, which could be in you know hard times, needs to be managed really, really well. So you need an empathy right on that side of the mm-hmm. fence, too. So yeah. if you sense that early on in the partnership, like, and these guys are being way too aggressive, we're going to have a situation down the road here, might be a reason to start, start pulling back a bit and saying, mm-hmm. wait a second, maybe this isn't the right partner. Yeah, you guys can collect a lot of money, sure. but you also alienate half my patients in the process, and that's just right. not going to work. Um, and I, I think one of the things that I've seen go sideways a lot 
And you sort of touched on this about, you know, making sure that you know the team that you're going to be with down the road. Um, a big thing is making sure that from, from the very earliest stages, you understand what both parties are going to have to do. Um, and I, uh, both the healthcare organization and the partner, who's going to be doing what and what's it going to take to get it up and running and to feed it going forward. And for instance, there's, it's not uncommon for the folks at the healthcare organization, the folks on the business side are all gung-ho and they're ready to go. And I know you've probably seen this happen before. They're all gung-ho, they, re- they see the value, they understand, but the people that are gonna have to actually pull the data out of their current systems and make sure it gets transported on a regular basis, they're not available for another 18 months, Yeah. right? Or they go into this excited about the core value, but they don't understand those steps. And I think certainly the partner you choose should be very transparent and walk you through that step-by-step going into it. But it's also good for healthcare organizations to be vigilant about that and make sure they understand. Yeah, that's fair. I think there was a conversation I had today with class, someone from class that essentially said, you know, a lot of times we'll give a score and if it's not positive, they'll be like, well, they're a difficult customer. They're really hard. And, and, and instead of looking inward at what could we do could to we support done, this right? person, yeah, or this, this organization. So I find it really interesting. What are um, some key identifiers that you think, I mean, we mentioned it just high level, I think at the end, how you mentioned yeah. one, but Give me, is there like a potential list, a checklist in theory that we could create that says, hey, if this is going on, don't, don't move forward. Like don't, don't invest the time in this relationship or don't, you know, partner with them. Is there anything in top of mind that you can think of that would aid some help and support? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, they're, they're not meeting milestones. They're not meeting specific uh, agreed to objectives that have been uh, placed out, you know, right from the beginning. Um, you know, it's, you know, take your time in bringing on the right partner but don't hang on very long if they're not a good partner. So be, be patient up front, but be quick to act if they're not sure. meeting the milestones and, and objectives. I, I would have said exactly the same. And uh, certainly if just in the, in the, you want a partner that has flexible terms sure. that, match, you know. that match your business. Yeah. And it's like the investment commercials that you see. I, your partner should be succeeding only if you're succeeding as a healthcare organization, right? And so if they're unwilling to put up front directly in the terms of the deal milestones that, that say, this is what we're going to do, right? Um, this is how we're going to treat you. This is the service level agreement between us, and this is you know, how we're going to help you. And if we don't do that, you can walk away, right? If you find a lot of reluctance to do that, it's certainly a red flag in my mind. Yeah. And there, even in, within partnerships, and I would agree 100% that, you know, it, you might start down a path and it doesn't exactly pan out the way you and both parties want it. But that doesn't necessarily also mean that you got to end this thing right now. It might mean, well, we both ran into something we didn't anticipate. So how do we pivot and then get back on track with what we want to accomplish? I know that there was one that uh, Pepsi and Starbucks uh, formed a partnership to develop a carbonated coffee beverage. Hmm. And it failed. Didn't go anywhere. But then their second idea was, what about a Frappuccino? <laughs> and boom. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, you've got a, you got a winner. So, it's, so sometimes you've got to be sensitive to the fact that not everything you want to do together is going to work. Right. But mm-hmm. if, you can, if you've built a strong, trusting relationship, you can pivot a bit and adapt and figure out, you know, what could we do that could be pretty special? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say there, 
there is no partnership that won't encounter some kind of challenge. Yeah. I mean, if, the part, if they're really working together, they're really looking to improve, you're pushing the envelope a little bit, you are going to have some challenges. And one of the, you know, this kind of um, points back to one of the uh, points you made earlier. You got to know the team that you're going to be dealing with going forward. I mean, it's great if the team you're dealing with initially to close the deal knows what they're talking about and they can articulate the message and all that. But certainly recommend you, you dig in and you, you really talk with the people who are going to be with you a year, two years, five years down the road and make sure you understand what's going to happen when something goes wrong. Who am I going to call, right? Am I going to, am I going to be throwing tickets into a black hole or am I going to have somebody on the phone trying to help me uh, get this fixed quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm hearing correctly, just took some quick notes, but the biggest one I heard is adjustable, like being able to say, if we're not meeting the mark, then we can get out, right? That's your, to me, that's like your safety net. If it's not working out, we can leave. If I'm hearing that correctly, Mm -hmm. right. Um, You're looking for uh, people who listen. They got a great knowledgeable team, but they're hearing what you need Mm -hmm. and uh, they're highly educated, (laughs) right? Hopefully, right. In In the space that you're working with. And lastly, the, the kind of the, the rub, I guess, to a degree is that you'll always expect changes. And no matter what, like you're going to come in, you're going to expect that this is how it's going to go, but it may not necessarily go the way that you plan. And that's okay. Uh, as long as you get to that end game of what you're, you're saying we're going to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's fair? Am I missing anything? Well, I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think you got All it right. pretty well. We need to try yeah. to create a list then. I'm going to be picking your guys' brain of like, here's your checklist of what to look for for the partners yeah. as we, as we're like having conversations. So that way we can avoid yeah. any potential issues in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. those are all the questions, unless you got something else that's just racking your brain right now. No, I just say, you know, the, the healthcare is expanding more and more into partnerships uh, all the time. And I think it's because of the push that healthcare has got to evolve onto the uh, healthcare consumer side and, and do so in a much more effective way. So I, I think really kind of effectively kind of navigating kind of those next steps and the horizon for healthcare is going to include a lot of a partnership work uh, going forward. Absolutely. And I, I think the one thing we didn't really touch on a little bit is, is um, li- really listening to how the partner articulates their ROI story. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, you want to make sure they can really walk through each step of it. It's not just generalizations about Here's the revenue at risk. You know, here's the shifting healthcare landscape. It's being able to really walk through and close that gap between the problem that we're facing and exactly how they how they solve it and how they're going to provide value to it. And that that ties right back to milestones they should be willing to you know, to, to bake into the agreement. Yeah, right? for sure. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Great thoughts, guys. Thank you so much, Hal, Adam, for being on the podcast, the RevTech RX podcast. And thank you all so much for listening in. If you can, like, share, subscribe, all the works. Again, thank you so much for listening to the RevTech RX podcast powered by Streamline. I'm David Kozlowski. Take care. Hey, before you go, do you have a topic that you want us to cover? Or do you know an industry expert who could join us? Send us a message through LinkedIn and turn your ideas into new episodes right here on RevTech RX. 